Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Your Best Version. My name is David Porter. It's great to have you here as always. It's an honor to get to serve you with these episodes each week. And this week is the fourth and last of our segments from my Launch You Talk with the Small Business Development Center. It was really great to be with those folks, uh, particularly the the students who are launching their new businesses, and it's always exciting to watch folks that are taking that step, taking that step of faith that they know that they know that they know they have something they're passionate about and want to share with the market that they seek to serve. It's great to be with them. I really want to thank Kelly Asbury, who is the director of the uh, Small Business Development Center at State Fair Community College for the opportunity to speak with her Launch U students. It was so clear to me because this was actually their last day in the in the uh, program, and it was so great to see how much they had already been able to learn in the previous sessions. They were very excited about what they were launching in their world. I think the other thing is they were uh, very clear that they had stepped into an arena that was going to be challenging, but they were up to the challenge. And so it was great to be with them. Today, we're going to focus on really two things. We're going to focus on the idea of uh, prevention. We're going to talk about compliance. We're going to talk about systems. So those three kind of all fit together. And then lastly, we're going to talk about something that's a little counterintuitive for me to talk about, uh, although I believe it with every fiber of my being based on the experiences that I've lived over the last three decades. And that is that law is a terrible problem solver. I think so many individuals and businesses believe that the law is this bastion of problem solving, that if we can just get whatever it is we're challenged with positioned in a way that the law can deal with it, then we're in a good place. And I spend a pretty good amount of time in this section talking about how law is not that kind of tool. It's not a negative. It is not me bashing what the law is. It is trying to help these business leaders understand that you can misuse and you can misapprehend what the law is and what it can do for you. And when that happens, you don't position yourself correctly when it comes to the law and the regulations that you face in your business. So I hope you enjoy this. This is a little bit shorter cut of the, uh, of the section of the, uh, of the session. I'm going to come back and do some follow-up on particularly the last part about law not being a very good problem solver. And we will then be prepared to look at what we're going to talk about in our next episode after we move away from the launch you section. So again, great to have you here, and I hope you enjoy this section of the launch you presentation at the Small Business Development Center. The way that I'm going to suggest that you consider committing to prevention is, and this is where Kim, this is the only reason Kimberly stayed till now, and that is to build systems, okay? Just so you know, Lydia is a Lean Six Sigma black belt, so when we talk about systems, I talk about it at the kindergarten level, she talks about it at the PhD level. Notice, notice, we're, 
We're dealing with risk within the system, within the system of your business. First of all, risk arises in your systems. The things that can create negative consequences for your business exist and are created within the systems that you have. You can always improve your systems to reduce your amount and opportunity for risk. Outcomes do not equal risk. So I'm glad you have that look. That's exactly the look I was hoping for, which is what in the world does that mean? Here's what that means. How many of you have ever driven to work, gotten to work, and realized you don't remember how you got there? Right. Everybody does that. Okay? That is the perfect example of outcomes do not equal risk. You think everything's okay because you got to work and nobody ran into you and nobody killed you. I would tell you that isn't true. The fact that you got here could just be dumb luck. Okay? The reason you got to work is because everybody watched you driving across the street and they're like, oh my gosh, Amber's out there again. Everybody stop till she crosses the intersection. All right? You can't measure the risk in your business if you're only looking at the outcomes. Outcomes don't tell you anything about how you're managing your risk. Outcomes tell you that you are fortunate. Systems tell you where's your risk. So your risk might be, I'm going to use Kimberly again. Sorry, the dog thing. I'm working on the dog thing. One of the risks you may have is the dog getting away. So you've got the dog, the dog's under your control, and all of a sudden the dog makes its way out of wherever you keep them and runs away. And then the dog gets killed. That's a risk that you face having someone else's dog. Okay? Is the fact that you got the dog back in the kennel that day mean that you don't have any risk of the dog getting away? No! It's the system by which you take them out of the kennel you work with them, and you take them back into the kennel, and you look at, okay, do I have a man trap, or in this case, a dog trap? So I've got an outside door that I walk the dog in. I shut the outside door. Now I'm in the dog trap. It's really called a man trap. I open the interior door. I walk the dog in. That's a system that protects from losing the dog. What if you didn't have the man trap? So you got the single door, you walk through the door, and you get the dog into the kennel. Does that mean you've got a good system? No, it does not mean you have a good system. It just means you got lucky. Never think of the outcome as the thing that measures whether you're good or not. It's not the outcome. You should always be analyzing your system. Is there a risk? So, so you're going to find where your risks exist. In my example with Kimberly, my risk exists that when I walk through the door, if I don't get the door shut, and the dog gets off the lead, gone. But if I can get them inside that door, and then I've got an interior door, now I can, now I know they're in. So you've always got to be looking at, and how do you look at where your risks exist in your system? You map your systems. You map what you do. Matt, how do you deal with inventory when it comes in? How do you deal with raw materials when they come in? How do you know that they haven't expired? 
how do you how do you position your inventory so that the thing that's going to expire first is at the front for you to deal with and the thing that's going to expire later is in the back and so as you grab you know that you're grabbing stuff that is correct that's a system issue and the fact that you've never used expired product god bless you somebody's somebody's smiling down on you but it's not because you know it it's just because you've been fortunate enough to have the right outcome. Same thing, Beth, with you. Okay, you got wine, you got food, you got cheese, you got this, you got that. Everything's got an expiration date on it. And the worst thing you can have happen is somebody comes in and they are a, a big deal is. And the reason this is so important is because we are dealing in a, in a consumer environment today where if you sell somebody cheese that's expired, it's been made in Missouri, but it's expired, I guarantee you, if they are below the age of 40, they are going to find their way to the internet, they are going to find their way to Facebook, and they are going to fillet you, okay? And do you, I mean, you obviously, I'm sure you know this, it is virtually impossible to stop that bleeding. You're just going to have to deal with the bleeding and go from there. I'm sorry I'm cutting into your time. I will keep it as quick as possible. All right. One of the things in systems, there are lots of, there are lots of great rules around systems. I'm going to tell you this one because I think it's the most important, and that is when you build your systems, you need to make doing the right thing easy. You need to make doing the wrong thing hard. Okay? So in my man trap example with the dogs, how do I make... So what's the right thing? The right thing is you bring the dog into the, and the outside door gets closed. How do you make that easy? You make the door automatic shut. That makes propping the door open, keeping the door open hard. Because now I've got the dog and I've got to get my foot back here and it becomes physically difficult for me to do the wrong thing. It's incredibly easy for me to do the right thing. Walk the dog in the door, let go of the door and the door closes. Ta-da! Right thing easy, wrong thing hard. Putting up your putting up inventory, dealing with making sure you're dealing with expiration dates. How do you make it easy? How do you make it hard? Just like I was saying to Matt, if I have if I get my raw materials in and I'm able to put them on the shelf from closest to expiration to farthest. Now, can he use can he use the stuff that's got four months of till its expiration date versus the one that's going to expire in two weeks? Yes, but he has to crawl clear to the back of the, of the shelf to go get it. Make the, make the right thing easy, make the wrong thing hard. And that's, there's nothing magical about it. You just have to be willing to make those design decisions about what your systems look like. Okay, so two hours and two minutes later, the lawyer's finally going to talk about the law. Very quickly. Number one, law is a terrible problem solver. Terrible. I've practiced it for almost 33 years. I can tell you with absolute certainty it is a terrible problem solver. Don't expect the law to make your business work. Never going to happen. Number two, the law is not designed to solve problems. Two things people should never see made, sausage and law. Everybody knows why you shouldn't see sausage made. Let me tell you why you shouldn't see law made. Because the person that brings to the table the thing that you want to do in a law, whether it's a statute or whether it's a regulation, always has the right thought process, the right intent, but they have to go through and get somebody to approve it. 
I have to go get 50% or more of the General Assembly to say, yes, we're going to do this. Well, guess what? Those, that, there's all kinds of things that happen that the thing that you wanted to do to solve the problem doesn't get ultimately passed to be the thing that solves the problem. I'll, I'll give you a quick contrast. When you decide what to do in your business, what, if you find what you believe to be is the right solution, what do you do? You do it. At the General Assembly in Jefferson City, when they find the right, what they think is the right solution, what do they do? They have to debate it, come to compromise, and get 50% plus one of the people to vote for it. And guess what? The thing that you thought was the right solution is never what gets ultimately passed. It's not, law is a matter of compromise. It is not a matter of problem solving. It starts as a matter of problem solving. It never ends that way. Third, law is slow. I've got people that come in to me and they say, hey, listen, I got this thing going on. Can we, can we get this done? I'm like, yeah, sure, in 18 months to two years, maybe. But I need this fixed now. Hmm, law's bad, law's bad on that point. Not going to work that way. And because it's slow, it allows the bad to persist. What does that mean? Well, here's what that means. The bad thing, I mean, who does the bad thing typically happen to? The bad thing typically happens to the person that's either being regulated or an employee in a, an employer-employee relationship. And you say, well, what does it mean that it allows the bad to persist? So let's say that, some, let's say that you blatantly fire somebody. You guys decide that you're going to fire somebody who is disabled. Clearly they're disabled. They're in a wheelchair. Everybody knows they're in a wheelchair. You have no basis on which to fire this person, but you decide to fire them. What happens the moment you fire them? They're unemployed, which means they have no income. Well, that's what the laws, that's what the ADA is there to protect. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. 18 to 24 months later, you may get a, an answer that says, yep, absolutely, discrimination, here's the back pay, blah, 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 blah. And that's the best it can do. But in that 18 to 24 months, the bad's been allowed to persist. No versus prove. Well, I just know this. No, no, no. It's not about knowing. It's about proving. Bad things happen to people because they know things. Knowing it isn't important. Knowing it is, can they prove it? And then lastly, law is ineffective because it becomes a war of attrition. How long can we squeeze the other side? And that's true whether it's against an individual or a company. And you can see you can. there are all kinds of examples where you've got huge brands that come in and say to little bitty company, I don't like your brand identity, so we're going to say it's a trademark violation. And so what we're going to do is we're going to litigate with you until you run out of money. Law is not a good problem solver. So that leads me back to something I said a few slides ago, which is prevention is always better than repair. Okay, I have stolen seven minutes of this young man's time. I apologize for that. I'm going to flash up here and you all have contact information. I'm not going to take questions because you've got to keep moving and I have to keep moving too. At the end of the day, what I'm trying to do is help people get from problem to solution. For me, it's never about the law. It's about how do we solve the problem. I am happy if you have questions that you want to, if you have if you have systems, finance, those kinds of questions, please make sure you send that to Lydia at porter.law, and she's got cards. Uh, if you have something that uh, is simple enough that I could handle, uh, please feel free to send them to me, call me, et cetera. I'm happy to help.
Kelly, thank you for the opportunity, and um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to uh, Minnesota now. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. It was really, really great to be with those brand new launching entrepreneurs. You probably heard throughout each of the last four episodes me talk about Lydia. Lydia is my wife. Lydia is also uh, one of the smartest people I've ever known. Uh, And she is actually working with me in my practice now as we begin to expand our touch with our clients to deal with things like uh, finance challenges and systems. And so it was great to have her there. It was unfortunate that I hadn't thought ahead and mic'd her up so that uh, the comments that she made couldn't have been captured uh, and used in these uh, sections. But I can tell you that it was important for them to see the counter and point, the point counterpoint between the two of us. We both have very similar views on business and how business works. We just come at it from very different perspectives. And I think for the students, it was very helpful. And so I was really glad that she was there and got to contribute to the things that we talked about. I want to follow up for just a few minutes here at the end of this episode about the section on law is not a good problem solver. It may seem, after you've listened to this episode, that I am a contrarian when it comes to the law, and I will tell you that is not the case. What I am a contrarian to is the people that I have worked with over the last three plus decades who believe that the law is a silver bullet. It is a panacea. It is that thing that when all goes sideways, the law can fix it. Now, that's simply not true in a practical sense. Can somebody who has been wronged get some sort of relief from the law? And the short answer to that is yes, they can. If somebody infringes your trademark, can you get some relief, some recovery for that person's behavior? Yes. If someone is wrongfully terminated, can you get relief? Can you get relief from that adverse action? Short answer is yes. Can you, if you're a business, can you get relief from someone breaching a contract with you? Again, the short answer is yes. However, the things that I talked about are the things that make law not a good problem solver. They are, they are able, the law is able to transfer and move assets between parties. It does that, in fact, very well. But it does not do that quickly. It does not do that in a timely way. And it does not do that unless you have expended significant time and resources and inconvenience to go through the system of getting the recovery that you believe you deserve. This is why I am so focused with my clients on the idea of prevention. Can you do something and repair it if it gets broken? Of course you can. Of course you can. It will cost you more. It will take more time. And in the end, 
the bad thing will continue to happen. And, and I talked about that in the launch you session. And I want to just spend about a minute clarifying and refining and unpacking what that really means. The bad thing is the, is the facts that have occurred that create the problem that you are trying to fix. If you are a company and you have a vendor that breaches a contract, that breach, that failure, whatever it is, whether it's a failure to pay, whether it's a failure to deliver, whether it is a failure of the product that has been provided, it doesn't matter what the failure is. The law will not fix it immediately. The law will require you to deal with the fact that the breach has occurred and you have been damaged for a period of probably 18 to 24 months. Will you potentially get recovery after that 18 to 24 months? Of course you will. The law does not simply let people suffer. There is an opportunity to get recovery to fix what has been broken. The reason that I am so focused, though, is because if you can work in a mindset that says, I am not interested in putting things in a position that they break, I would rather solve the problem through prevention. You are then playing consistently with what the law is good at. The law is good at those catastrophic things that you simply can't prevent. But don't believe that the law is that silver bullet because it isn't. And you will be frustrated when, if you don't understand this, if you don't embrace this idea, you will be frustrated when something bad happens and you try to use the law as your problem solver. It's not the end of the world. I'm not negative on the law. I'm just wanting you all to understand what the law is and what the law is not. So again, I want to thank Kelly Asbury with the Small Business Development Center for the opportunity to speak to her Launch You program. It was so much fun to be there. But we're going to jump back into the studio next week. Next week, we're going to talk about the idea of choice. We're going to get back to the personal walk on the path to your purpose, to your five-star version. And one of the things we all have to embrace is the idea that we all have a choice every day. And that choice, in fact, many times it's choices, it's our response to those choices that decide how straight our path to our purpose, to our five-star version is or is not. So come back next week. We're going to talk about choice. It's been great to be here. I'm so glad that you were with me today. And at the end of the day, remember, your five-star version is out there. It's waiting for you. All you need to do is go track it down so that you can be everything you desire in your life. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today. I encourage you to take some time and think about what today's episode taught you about yourself and how you can improve. Remember, while you may face challenges, you are the solution.
Seek progress, not perfection. Change your belief, change your identity. Change your identity, change your outcome. Change your outcome, change your life. Join us next week as we have another discussion about how you can find your best version.